If you like what you're about to hear or what you've already heard, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. You can find this episode along with others on iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Google Play. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at OffTheClockPod, at O-F-F-T-H-A, ClockPod, or you can search Triple D, that's Triple underscore D. And you can always email me at OffTheClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. Once again, that's O-F-F-T-H-A, ClockPodcast at Yahoo.com. What's up guys, it's your boy Triple D, aka that dude Diggs, and no, this isn't one of those, oh lord, he's on the aka wave, nope, that dude Diggs is actually where Triple D came from, it is my Instagram name, it is my Twitter name, well, it's my Twitter name to a profile that I don't even really use anymore, so, I mean, if it's still up, you can go back there and see old, old, old stuff from probably like 10 plus years ago. Who knows? I might bring it back. But um, I think I finally decided to drop some of the anonymity. I pray I pronounced that correctly. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's I Triple D, aka Diggs. And you are now off the clock where we pretty much talk about any and everything, those random thoughts in your heads and some of those discussions that you can't really talk about while you're on the clock at work surrounded by family members and church in front of people who probably just wouldn't get it. So how you guys been? I've been all right. We're kind of rounding out homecoming season. Like I know North Carolina A&T's homecoming was this past weekend. Jiho. Uh, weekend before that was my alma mater's homecoming, Virginia State University. I got to go for like the first time in like, whew, it's probably been like three or four years, uh, pretty much coming out the heels of my last episode, the It's Homecoming episode. It was kind of perfect. It just sort of felt right. Um, I had a blast. The weather kind of cleared up right before the football game started. Um, I got some really cheap tickets before that, before the actual game. Um, I got to stop by the band room. And, you know, see a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time, just kind of chop it up with with some old friends and people I marched with some people who marched after me. Um, I got my shrimp and my fries, which is usually what I like my my favorite part about homecoming. Don't get me wrong. I miss you guys and everything, but it's just something about homecoming shrimp for me. It, it just does something to me. Don't judge me. But uh, yeah, it was a great time. Um, went to the game. We pretty much punished the school that we played against. I'm not going to name them because, you know, you don't you don't deserve any more shame after that beatdown. But it was a good time. The Like I said, the weather broke. And by the time halftime started, the sun was out. It was blue skies and all that good stuff. Uh, I got to march back with the band, which is always fun. Um, I didn't die because I just knew I was going to pass out somewhere along that uh somewhere on the side of the road um broke it down going through the drum line which was great and i uh, just had an overall good time the one downside had nothing to do with you know it was no one's fault it's just one of those the universe making sure i didn't have a, a perfect time so while i was there i was waiting for one of my friends um to link up with them and give them their tickets to the game and the band is marching 
out of the band room and they're going towards the field. So um, the game didn't start for like another 45 minutes to an hour. I knew I had time, so it was no big deal. Um, I take out my phone to try and, you know, to try and record them marching by for for Instagram and Snapchat. Um, by the way, we are now on Instagram at off the clock pod. That's O-F-F-T-H-A clock pod. So be sure to check that out Go ahead and click subscribe or is it follow? Subscribe, follow, do all that good stuff. Um, the Facebook page is also up as well. Anyway, I get the video and I click next to process it and the phone just shuts off. Like while I'm recording it, I'm at like 50%, but for whatever reason, the phone just straight shut off. I'm like, okay, whatever. Turn the phone back on and it's down to 1%. This is crazy for once. Because I knew my phone was old. I'm not going to say what phone I had, but it was an old phone and I knew it was on its way out. Go inside. I plug my, my phone up, get it up to about 78%, uh, which is great. Fast forward to marching back with the band. Um, I come back, I break it down with the band. I talk to the trumpet section. Um, you know, I chop it up with some more people. Um, I take out my phone to see where some of my other friends are. Um, because I knew some of them were going to the step show. I knew some of them might have just been kind of kicking it on the yard. And I just wanted to say what's up before, like, I left. Phone wouldn't cut on. Like, it was dead again. I don't know how. It was in my pocket doing nothing for most of the, most of the, the game. So I, I, weirdly get in my car and I plug my phone up. And for whatever reason, I don't know what happened. I don't know when it happened. Phone factory resets. I lost everything pictures contacts text messages notes calendar stuff it was painful and because my phone was so old and it had been messing up for a while when i tried to you know like back it up it didn't it went it backed up but from like my last i guess the last backup point that actually took was from like a few years ago so like i all the pictures were gone and I think the worst part about that was like there was some there was some really good pictures in there from like, you know, trips with my with my friends and everything. And I had some pictures of um one of my one of my best friends who's no longer with us anymore. And that it was just gone. So that was like it was definitely like um a rain cloud at the last minute. So it was like I was still kind of high off the the homecoming event. And, I, you know, I had a blast, but kind of ending on that note was definitely a bit of a bummer. Um, but you know, these things happen very next day. I went and got myself a brand new phone. I'm on the S nine now. Um, I was very close, very, very close to going team iPhone, but then I was like, I don't think I can do it. Like it's appealing, but it wasn't appealing enough. Sorry. So, um, if you got an iPhone, um, you're just going to have to continue to deal with whatever color bubble my message text is. Sorry, not sorry. So that was homecoming. Um, what else has been going on? Uh, Halloween just passed. I, I, my past few years during Halloween, I'm usually at work. So like, I don't, I'm not at home anymore to like pass out candy to kids and everything. So I didn't see a lot of, I didn't see a lot of live trick or treating, but, uh, my, the clinic that I work at, we decided to dress up as ice cream. Most of the, 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 uh, the female therapists and techs, they dressed up as ice cream. They had little cone hats. One of the other techs, who's a male, he, he had a banana suit. So he was the banana and I got to be the cherry, um, which was cool. It was fun just to kind of do something like that. Halloween was, was all right. As far as I know, I don't, 
I, you know, I can't think of any, I, I don't think I've heard of much controversy surrounding this year's Halloween. Um, aside from the, the, the yearly somebody doing blackface, it, it never fails. Like you'd think people would learn, but I just feel like there's these, this small sect of people that's just like, nah, this is the year they're gonna, this, I think this is the year I can get away with it. And without fail, every year they reminded, no, you cannot get away with it. Um, ate a whole lot of candy that was left over. So pretty sure my teeth are screaming at me, but Hey, what, what are you going to do is free candy. I want to take a quick minute to thank everyone who, um, supported and retweeted and liked and, and talked about that last episode I did. Um, I, if you've been following me for a while, you, you know that I, I have a tendency to like kind of put out stuff and then kind of drop off and then come back out of the blue and all that good stuff. As much as I'd like to sit here and tell you that I'm working on being, you know, trying to set up a consistent schedule, I think my track record shows that I haven't quite nailed it down yet. Like, you know, I'd love to do like I already know that I I don't think I can be the every week, every other week guy um, as much as I want to. Um, long term, I'd like to experiment with the whole season thing, you know, and just put out some episodes for like three or four months and then take a couple months off and then come back. That's all wishful thinking. But I think honestly, right now, and I know this isn't the best for someone who wants to, who, who I, I do take podcasting seriously. Um, I think just the way my life is set up right now, um, it's hard to be consistent. And I'm not making excuses. It just kind of is what it is. I'm kind of in that, that lane of like, I'm the friend that you don't see every once in a while. But you know that wherever I'm at, it's not animosity. It's no hard feelings like you. I can always pop up and it'd be all love again. That's kind of how I am with podcasting. Um, it's just sometimes I, I sometimes I fall away and it's not always intentional. Sometimes it's just it's just the way the cards lie. But we got a new episode today. All right. Moving right along. Um, it's kind of dying down at the moment, but I'm still seeing posts. And without getting fully into it, I'm pretty sure by now most of us have seen the uh, the black girl on Dr. Phil identifying as a white girl and how she doesn't see herself as black and how she's anti-black and this and that and the third. The, f- the crazy thing about that was literally the day before it hit the Internet, my mom was watching that particular episode of Dr. Phil on TV. And she she called me in to like, you know, hey, like, do you see this? And I'm looking at it and I'm like, this girl just kind of wants to be famous. But I'm in my mind. I didn't even take it serious. I was like, I don't understand how you're how you're taking this seriously. And I'm pretty sure I hit the info button on it just to see. And I I don't know. I correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like that. I think I saw that that episode is from like 2016. So it was like a rerun. If that's correct, I think it was a rerun. And I I'm not. I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you. I'm not interested or invested enough in it to stop this recording and look that up. But the, the point, the fact still remains that one, it was a Dr. Phil episode. I don't understand how we're taking these, you know, how we would take anything on that show that seriously Two, as usual, it gained way too much traction, way too fast. And I got annoyed, not because of what she was saying, but because of the fact that it was everywhere. Like it, it was everywhere. She was memed and were too quick to meme things without thinking about how this could possibly go sideways. 
And in this particular case, I don't mean sideways as in, you know, how it's portraying her. She knew how this was going to go when she got on TV, whether it was real or not, whether it was scripted or genuine. She had to know this was, you know, this was a very real possibility. But my issue is my my fear was that it was going to be the cash me outside girl all over again. We were going to make this person famous for no reason if they decided to to capitalize on it. We were going to be mad because that's exactly what happened with her. Same show. It was the same. I think she was on Dr. Phil, too. She said she was up. She was on TV acting a fool. We took it. We ran with it. She got famous. And then we got mad. No, like that's that's brilliant. Like if someone is taking something you said and joking about it, whether it's wrong or right. If you can find a way to capitalize on it and get paid on it, the the Kardashian method, if you can figure out how to turn that what should be like somewhat embarrassing, if you can turn that into something bigger than what it should have been, you you kind of won. And it is no one's fault but the people who who wouldn't let it die. It's like, OK, this is stupid. Keep moving like that's even if you, you know thought it was real or not like the fact that it it gained way too much attention way too fast but you know what do i know all i'm saying is stop making dumb people famous and then getting mad when they smarten up and get paid off of it so now i'd like to do something that um i hope becomes sort of an ongoing segment it's something that i i've been thinking about for a while but the uh the fir- the person we're going to talk about kind of solidified it as as kind of solidified this needing to happen. And, um, you know, we're in an age where we, we latch on to these, these, uh, these trendy words and these phrases and everybody claims them, um, like swag and real and being a real one. You remember that, right? So lately, um, even though I don't hear it as much as, as much as we did a few years back, I think um, I think it's still around and I think people still kind of misuse it. Um, but Savage like that, it was it was a time recently. And, in, you know, depending on what lane you're in, you might still hear it every other day. But everyone was a savage, 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 savage. Whenever somebody did something remotely uh, bold, savage, hashtag savage. And um, it 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 lost its edge. It lost its power. It lost its weight. So pretty much what I want to touch on is something that I would like to call hashtag actual savage and the inaugural hashtag actual savage has to go to the the reigning undisputed world heavyweight of savagery. 50 cent. If ever there was someone who was an actual savage, it would be 50 cent. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. It's just it's it's amazing. The levels of pettiness and savagery that 50 unleashes. You know how like when they, when people post that stuff of, you know, people make time, like people aren't busy, like people make time for the things they want. They're talking about 50 cent because 50 should be extremely busy. He still does music. He's got his hands and all these promotions, power. Need I say more? The dude should be entirely too busy to do the things he does. But the man makes time and God forbid you get into a, a feud with 50 because just like Cardi said, and I think he was talking about, he, she might've been talking about 50. Like 
if you have beef with 50 Cent, you gonna have beef with him. Forever. And it's like that. This dude makes time. Like, that they're talking about, that's who they're talking about. 50 is wild. Like, let me, let me remind you, 50 is the dude that once sued Taco Bell because they kind of used his name in a commercial as a joke. He sued them for four million and one. Do I even need to speak on the stuff that he's done with, with Floyd Mayweather? Like that's probably happening as we speak. Like, do I need to, do I need to bring up anything he's done with Vivica Fox? Do I need to bring that up? There, there's so much. The list goes on. Now, the crazy thing is when I, when I've sat down to plan this actual segment out, it pretty much centered around um, his most recent <laughs> savage action of buying about 200 of Ja Rule and Ashanti's uh, tickets to their show front row just so that they'd all be empty. Like it just why? Because he could. That's why that that was my original focal point. But now as I'm sitting here recording this, uh, maybe about an hour or two ago, just scrolling through social media, I get an alert pretty much stating that 50 Cent is in talks with Def Jam to buy the masters of Ja Rule's hit records just so he can have them. 50 is a dangerous dude. He's smart. He's petty. And he's got money like entirely clearly too much money. I don't I don't I'm, a, I'm at a loss for words like I don't. And do you know how mad you got to be at someone to buy their work just so they can like something that they don't own with their name on it? You're buying it just so they don't own it. It's baffling. But at the same time, my God, like if if ever if 50 ever dissed me for whatever reason, I know it sounds like a punk move, but I'd probably just laugh it off and keep it moving. Like there is, there's nothing for you in responding. Like it's a done deal for you. It's a wrap. There's pretty much no coming back from that. And I think the thing that people don't realize is that like when people hear about the stuff that 50 does, like there's a lot of people that are just like the fifties childish fifties, this fifties, that let me remind you that as far as I can tell, like off the top of my head, I can't think of one incident where somebody actually rolled up on 50, excuse me. Uh, let me use today's lingo. I don't think anyone's pulled up on 50 yet. Like it's been years of this. Like no one has stepped to 50 game has been known to, to swing on people coming out of, you know, churches and everything like that and get it on camera. No one has pulled up on 50 yet. So not only is he petty and can back it up with his money. I, I'm pretty sure cats know you don't really want to step to 50. And this is it's the dude that got shot nine times and came back. Like, I think honestly, like his Canaan was pretty much his character. Like it's pretty much the movie, the TV movie version of himself. I don't even know what else to say. So inaugural hashtag actual savage goes to 50 cent. All right. So before we get out of here, um, one of the main things I wanted to talk about uh, which pretty much brought up this episode. And I, I can't remember. I feel like it's something I've kind of touched on in a previous episode, but it, it's pretty much more. It's it's super relevant now. And um, let me just get I, I don't know how to set it up. I guess so. I'll just get right into it. So not too long ago, um, Roman Reigns, real name, Joseph. Uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, Joseph Anoy. He started off an episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, it pretty much broke character 
stated his real name and pretty much announced that he had been dealing with leukemia. Um, he had been pretty much fighting it for 11 years. He'd been in ring performing. Um, granted, he, I don't think it was, I think he had, he, I think he had already kind of won his first battle with it when he was diagnosed, I guess I want to say 11 years ago and had been performing ever since, but it apparently has resurfaced and he would be vacating the belt and uh, pretty much removing himself from the ring. Um, he stated that he did want to come back. Um, that was his plan. That was his goal. It was a guarantee, um, God willing. And it was a rough moment. I think, um, I, as much as I love wrestling, it's been hard to catch lately. Um, just cause, uh, it, there's so much TV on and not a whole lot of time. Same thing with podcasts. Um, there's a billion podcasts I want to listen to, uh, but there's just not enough time. So it, I think I just so happened to catch it that particular night. Um, I started it. He, he made the announcement and it was, it was a rough one. Um, saying it was kind of the same reaction for my wrestling fans when, um, when Daniel Bryan announced his retirement because of neck injury, um, when Edge had to do the same thing due to neck injury, when Shawn Michaels said, hey, I think I, I have to, I got to sit it down. And it, it pretty much brings to my point that like, despite these, these guys being characters, they're them playing roles. We can go like, it, it goes without saying that obviously wrestling is fake, but you know, for a lot of people, it's, it's real to the point where it's like it's entertaining, it's storytelling, and those characters mean a lot to a lot of people. Uh, the same way uh, certain TV shows mean a lot to you know other people that are you know, non wrestling fans. It's it's the same it's the same thing. So when someone who people really look up to and really root for, they uh, drop a bomb like this, it's one of those things that kind of snaps people back to reality of, oh yeah, like they're real people. Like they're, they're people too. They're actual people. Um, and people tend to forget that and take that for granted. Um, what I mean by that is up until that particular night, up until that point for the past God knows how many years, Roman Reigns, the character and to a degree, the person has been catching a whole lot of flack for pretty much just no real reason. Um, a lot of wrestling fans and critics um, despised him. They didn't like how he, he carried himself. They didn't like how he performed. They just, they found reasons to not like him. They blamed him for a lot of the problems with wrestling. They, they, they blamed him for ratings. They, he caught a lot of flack for, for a lot of petty reasons. And people completely dismissed the fact that this is a guy performing for your entertainment. Um, it, this is, this was his job. This was his dream. People completely pushed that to the side. And it was not until this, until, you know, this recent event that they remembered that, oh, under all that, he's a person. I, I'm sure it was eye opening, but like, I think my, my issue is we, we have to stop waiting until these moments happen to remember that these people are people. Yes, their their job is entertainment, but they're people first. And it's something we've we've really lost sight of. We do it with rappers and singers and and athletes. Um, prime example, uh, LeBron James. Let me be very, very clear with you. I respect LeBron James. I'm not a huge basketball fan. So I respect Le LeBron James and the things he's done as a basketball player. Um, 
I'm not going to engage in the whole best of all time and all that stuff. Um, I've never rooted. I don't have a team, but I've never rooted for a team he was on. Um, I am not a fan of certain antics. I do salute the things that he's done off the court um, with the school and, and charities and all that stuff. I, I highly, you know, support that and I salute that. Um, but despite everything that the media does with him, um, whether it's overhype him or, or tear him down to a certain degree, I completely acknowledge the fact that he is a person first and people have pretty much, forgotten that i think people forgot that off jump with him and what i mean by that is um it's kind of evident now that lebron james now like not off the court but like the basketball player lebron james is a product of his environment now when people usually hear that they think oh you mean he don't he didn't have a good upbringing no that's not what i mean what i mean by sports wise he is a product of his environment What I mean by that is, however many years ago, when he was a senior in high school, somebody, some news outlet was the first to say, this kid, this kid is going to be better than Michael Jordan. He is the second coming of Michael Jordan. He will be bigger than Michael Jordan. And the world was like, whoa, who? This kid? And the whole world shifted their focus to a a high school kid who hadn't even walked across his graduation stage yet. From that point on, his experience, his his pro experience was somewhat tainted because he wasn't fully he wasn't really allowed to to grow in the league like a rookie, like everybody else, because he hadn't even set foot in a in a pro, you know, workout. He he hadn't he hadn't even walked across the stage and he's pretty much been labeled the next basketball god. And that's simply not fair to do to a kid. And when I say kid, I mean kid. He's, he was a high school student. I'm, I really hate this thing that, you know, especially with, with black kids, you know, black girls that develop the, the slightest curve are automatically labeled. They, they're already perceived as grown. Black boys who hit five foot are seen as grown men. And that's, that's, it's got to stop. But getting back to, to LeBron James, sports media outlets put the weight of the basketball world on top of the shoulders of a kid. And it may it from when I when I realized that, you know, well into his career, it may everything he did with press and, you know, some of the things that he does during games and the some of the temper tantrums. Yes, they're temper tantrums. Um, some of the mannerisms, it made perfect sense. It's because he was never allowed to fully be a person like I don't think we ever I don't think we ever got to see what LeBron James, the person was supposed to develop as because he was brought in. He hadn't even signed a contract. The draft hadn't even started yet. And he was already chosen by these sports outlets and then by fans to be the next God. And that was that I feel like that's way too much pressure to put on a kid now. I'm not going to get into the whole, well, you know, when you're on the court, you're supposed to perform. I'm not, I'm not doing that with anybody. I don't follow enough basketball to even start that. So you guys can have that debate, but I still feel that psychologically 
they forgot that this kid was a person and he I don't think he fully got to take it all in like every other rookie that year. Like he I'm sure he knew there was going to be some pressure, but that that's literally all the pressure. So it's like when he does when he does certain things now, even if I don't agree with it, um, I I understand like, yo, he's a person first. Like, you know, basketball is why you know him, but he is a person first. And people need to remember that, like people, we're people like we all have complex emotions. Hopefully um, we're we're all full of, you know, mental things, whether they be positive or negative, And they have to you have to consider that we, we got to stop treating like these entertainers and public figures and, you know, athletes as these these robots and, you know, that that's they that's all they're good for. Like, no, they're people. They have stuff going on with them. Um, I think one of the other like shining examples of that was um when people started really taking note of Jim Carrey like there was a time where Jim Carrey was you know he was doing these kind of serious dramatic movies and these psychological movies and then he kind of fell back and every now and then someone would post um a video or a quote from a speech he gave and it would be some like really really deep stuff um, and some of it, not so much like some of it, not really deep. Some of it just being like really thought provoking, but it, it got blown up because it was Jim Carrey saying it. And I had one person, like uh, me and one of my friends were talking about it and he just couldn't figure out like, why, why are people going crazy over some of the stuff that Jim Carrey says? And I, I pretty much was just like, it's because Jim Carrey is widely known as like a crazy good character actor where he plays these characters that are you know not normal like take any one of his characters from a living color like there's not a stitch of a normal person in any one of those the mask ace ventura even when he started doing the more serious stuff it, you know these there were these people that were going through like heavy trauma and psychological you know psychological weight people forget that he's a person and I think that's what caught people off guard when he would say these things. It's just like, oh, like, yeah, he's he's a person who who thinks things outside of acting and making people laugh. So I think, you know, not to drone on too long, I think we have to do a better job of remembering that these people, whether they're entertainers or athletes or, you know, public figures, they're people. I'm not going to say that everything they do should be as equated as right, but we we also have to quit jumping to judgment of no you shouldn't be talking about this the whole you know shut up and play ball or shut up and act or you know just make me laugh like no they're they're people like you would lose your mind if somebody burst into your office because of a of a political post you made and said stick to accounting like that's not what i come to you for like no like they're people they they have opinions they have things they go through and we have to respect that. That's enough of my rambling for one episode. You guys know where to find me on Twitter. It's off the clock pod. It's O-F-F-T-H-A clock pod or triple underscore D. Um, like I said, we're now on Instagram. That's off the clock pod. Uh, the Facebook page off the clock podcast. If you search that, you can go ahead and be sure to like that. Follow that. Hit me up questions comments concerns all that good stuff you can find this podcast on itunes google play and soundcloud 
Um, I know the opening thing says Mixcloud, but I'm kind of too lazy to get that taken out, but we're no longer on Mixcloud. Um, who knows? Maybe one day I'll pop up on Spotify. Uh, you can always email me at off the clock podcast, O F F T H A clock podcast at yahoo.com. And, um, yeah. Um, and now that you know the, the old Twitter, I don't know. I might dust it off and start fresh with it, but, uh, we'll, we'll see about that to be to be continued or to be determined on that one so anyway i am triple d for the off the clock podcast and i will see you guys next time